your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. It's 2021. We are back and so is hockey. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jay Foster. Today, we are going to address the elephant in the room that is Pierre-Luc Dubois. Good news, he signed a contract. Bad news, apparently he wants out of town. Uh, And we're also going to take a look at some of our World Juniors children and how they're doing. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED ON, or one word, and you will get 20% off your next order. That is builtbar.com. So, all of December, I waited and waited and waited. Uh, and then, New Year's Eve, news comes out. Oh, there's rumblings that Pierre Luc Dubois wants out of Columbus. I was like, okay, these seem to have come out of nowhere. Literally 20 minutes later, signs contract. Uh, five million a year for two years. Uh, I don't hate it. Uh, I would have preferred a long, longer term deal. Uh, but, the, you know, the the cost is about right. The, uh, the AAV and... You know, I'm not. I'm not too upset about that. Um, I was worried that he was gonna that he wasn't gonna sign that we were gonna have another holdout. Uh, I am worried about how this may have affected kind of his relationship with the team or with Kekalainen. Uh, but we're gonna get onto that in just a minute. First of all, uh, I want to talk a little bit about what we're expecting from Dubois this upcoming season. He is our number one centre. Um, with the addition of Max Domi, that's, you know, it's a decent one-two punch down the middle. Uh, I personally would like to see uh, the addition of Max Domi be something that really kind of helps Dubois develop as a centreman, pushes him to do better. I want him to not necessarily feel like his job as number one centreman is threatened, but know that if he kind of falters, there is another option for us. Uh, and I think that kind of competition is something that he hasn't really had since since coming into Columbus, because we haven't really had a number one centre since, well, ostensibly since Ryan Johansson. Uh, we hoped that Wenberg was going to be that, and, you know, he didn't turn out that way. So uh, I think it will be good for us to have if not two number one centers, then a number one center and someone who is perfectly serviceable as a uh, as someone who can fill in in that role if we need to be. Uh, I think it'll push Dubois to be better. Um, I think it'll help Domi kind of adjust as well. Uh, if we're moving him kind of around the lineup, uh, we'll see uh, you know who he plays well with, who he doesn't play well with. Uh, and I think it should really kind of solidify our top six in terms of having 
like once we figured out, okay, so so and so plays really well with Domi, we'll put him there. Uh, Bjorkstrand plays really well with Dubois, we'll put him there. Uh, and I think that is only going to help the team if we have a solid top six and a defined bottom six uh, in a way that we haven't really had for a while now. Um, Torella is notorious for kind of mixing it up and, you know, putting someone on the fourth line for a game if he thinks that they're not kind of working hard enough or whatever. Um, and I think having that clearly marked line of top six, bottom six is going to be a really good thing for the team because the longer they play together, the better they're going to get, the more used they get to each other. Uh, you know, chemistry is is a defined thing. You know, we can look at the numbers and say, okay, this guy plays better when he's on a line with this guy. Uh, and I think having Dubois and Domi as the top two sentiment, I think, is going to be a good thing. Um, Dubois, in particular, I would like to see uh, a little bit more offense from him this season. Um, I talked a little bit about that in my NHL, uh, Lockdown NHL preview bit that I did. Uh, that should be going up on Wednesday uh, with Sarah Avampato over on Lockdown NHL Podcasts. Um, uh, yeah, I would like to see, I'd like to see more more offense from him. Uh, and I think that, again, ties into the team as a whole. Uh, I think the healthier the team is, the longer they play together, the more points he will get. Uh, you know, in three three seasons so far, he has come out with two 50-point seasons. So, you know, it's not it's not like we're, we're asking for a huge jump. Uh, but you know, maybe another, another twenty or so, another twenty or so points. Maybe we can get to a point per game. That would be amazing. Um, and I think that will have a lot to do with his line mates. Um, obviously Bjorkstrand, if he refines his scoring touch, if he stays healthy, if Texier kind of finds his groove in the league, which I think he very well could do. Uh, I think we could see really great things from uh from Pierre Luc. Dubois. Uh, coming up in just a minute, we are going to talk about his trade request or uh, or his alleged trade request, rather. Uh, but first, let me tell you about one of our new sponsors. Uh, so, you know, good news. 2020 is over. Better news. Sports are back. Uh, the NFL regular season is finishing up. College football is back. And the NBA is back, you know, all these, the NHL is back, all these sports are back, and, you know, why not see if you have a chance to make a little bit of money about it? Uh, we have betonline.ag is the only place that has you covered and the only place that we trust. Uh, if you sign up today, we get a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Use that promo code locked on to receive your welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
And if you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked on Bet with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA picks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get podcasts. Well, Pierre-Luc Dubois signs, and then almost immediately, Portsline comes out with an article like, well, he wants a trade, so obviously he's not going to stick around. Um... I don't know how I feel about any of this reporting. I have my issues with Aaron Portsline as a reporter anyway, because I feel like he tends towards melodrama and looking for a story where there isn't one. Um, However, I do think that his story has been exacerbated by uh, Dubois refusing to comment on the rumours or anything about that, just saying, you know, I want to get, my goal is to get a contract done, uh, for as long as I'm in Columbus, I'm going to be a really good teammate, uh, I've had talks with my agent and, the G- and Yarmouk Kekalainen, and they're gonna stay private, so, it's, it's a tough one, um, it's frustrating as, you know, as a fan and as someone who covers the team, as to why, for some reason, we can't get these relationships kind of solidified with the younger guys. We seem to be really good at kind of chasing them out of town, either by, like, just contract issues or, for whatever reason, Johansson famously, you know, he was a holdout. Wierenski didn't sign until, like, two days before training camp. Obviously, he's still here. Uh, Anderson, he's gone, he held out through to halfway through training camp, and I think that kind of really soured his relationship with the coach, Kirby Reichel, uh, you know, he did not have a great relationship with the team, you know, all of these young players, for whatever reason, just keep leaving, or wanting to leave, uh, and it doesn't fill me with any kind of great confidence that Kekalainen is just like, well, we're going to treat Dubois' trade request uh, as we did with Bobrovsky and Panarin a couple of years ago. Uh, and I don't love that because Bobrovsky and Panarin both left in free agency. Uh, so that that worries me a little bit. Obviously, Dubois is still an RFA at the end of his contract. Uh, I believe we'll still have at least two years of RFA, maybe three. Uh, I'd have to, I'd have to look that up. Um, but the thing about him signing a contract, and the thing about him signing a contract like this, which is relatively short term and low cost, is that it's you know low risk, high reward for a team to trade for him. Uh, you know, it's not a massive cap hit. You know, a lot of teams will be able to fit that, and if it's somewhere that he actively wants to go and wants to sign long term then, you know, it's it's win-win. It all just depends on what you're willing to give up for that. Uh, him being signed already is a big boat, is a big kind of plus in terms of his, like, tradeability. Uh, it's much easier to trade a player that is signed than a player who needs a deal because there's no guarantee that you trade for him and then he wants to sign or does sign, um, which, you know, you see a lot with, guys who 
Uh, Eric Stahl is, is one that springs to mind. He got traded to New York at the trade deadline and then went and signed in Minnesota. You know, it, it could very easily be that kind of thing where we trade him and then he goes to another team and then doesn't want to stay there. So the fact that we've signed him is good for us, but it also provides a little bit more leverage. And I think it will, if we do end up trading him, it will be, uh, we'll get a much better return with that contract than we would if it was A, no contract, or B, like a Josh Anderson, seven-year, six million monster. Um, so, but yeah, it is, it's, it's annoying, it's frustrating, uh, I don't understand why we can't keep good players, um, you know, we, we place a lot of impact of, uh, we place a lot of, uh, emphasis on, you know, Kekalainen and saying things like, we build through the draft, we don't want to pay for big free agents, we don't want to trade unless we absolutely have to, uh, so, you know, but if you're, not getting free agents and you're not trading for those pieces then when the draft comes and all of your young players leave after their first one or two contracts then where are you supposed to build from it's uh, i don't know it it doesn't worry me uh i like to think that i would trust kekalainen to know what's best for the team uh, he hasn't really made any extremely bad moves, I don't think, bar, like, Grobsky and Panarin, I think. Um, we could have maybe tried to trade them, uh, but, you know, it's, it's in the past, uh, and I think if we do trade Dubois, it will be kind of a Johansson for Jones kind of trade. It will, it'll suck because we'll be losing, you know, one of our best young players, but I think we will get something back that is of, you know, equivalent equivalent value. But <clears throat> as as someone who owns a Dubois jersey, as someone who, you know, has been a fan of the team for a long time now, it's frustrating that there's only really two or three players left on the team that were there when I started following the team in 2013. Um, and I don't, I don't get why, you know, it's this, I don't know if it's the city, I don't know if it's the, like, the team culture, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I know that it's extremely annoying, uh, and a little bit worrying. Uh, a lot of people are speculating, you know, is it Tortorella, maybe? And I could see that. I know Tortorella had issues with Brandon Saad. He had issues with Ryan Johansson. He had issues with Alex Wemberg. Um, a lot of guys who don't play the specific kind of play that Tortorella wants or expects tend to suffer under his coaching. Um, and while I do think that he deserves the credit for you know, creating a playoff team out of this mismatch of players. You know, he's he's done a good... He's been a good coach for Columbus. I don't know how many more years he has in him. Um, and I think at the end of the day, if it turns out that he's hurting the team composition more than he's helping the team win, then maybe we would be better off with a coach that maybe doesn't get quite as good results 
but does actually manage to foster this feeling of uh, this feeling of kind of team that you get in some places. Uh, I know a lot of guys on Philadelphia are big fans of Alain Vigneault. Uh, you know, and so maybe if we sacrifice 10 wins a year, but we end up with a coach that the guys would, you know, jump in front of a train for, I think maybe that's, that's worth looking at because that can only help long-term, I think. Um, do I think Dubois gets traded? I don't know. Honestly, I'd like to think no, um, and I'd like to think that they manage to work something out and kind of address if if he does have a problem with something about the team or something about the area or whatever, I'd like to think that they'd address it and work through it, but I don't want it to be a case of the player resenting the team and that having an issue, like that creating ripples throughout the team. So if it turns out that having Dubois is more trouble than not having him, then yeah, I say get rid of him. But like, as a Dubois fan, as a Blue Jackets fan, I am really kind of disheartened by this. And I hope that we can figure out a way to keep him happy and keep him on the team. Because I do really think he is... A young superstar in the making, and I think he could be that franchise player that we haven't had for a very long time. <clears throat> uh, coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk about the World Juniors. Uh, we're going to look at our three Blue Jackets prospects that are still in in the mix. Uh, but first, let me tell you about another one of our sponsors. Uh, I'm going to talk to you for a little bit about Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is back. Uh, they have a bunch of great new flavors for you to try. Um, each bar is low in carbs and high in protein. And honestly, they are friggin' delicious. Uh, I'm super excited about the new flavors. We've got caramel brownie. We've got cookies and cream. We've got cherry barcia. We've got lemon almond cheesecake. We've got we've got apple almond crisp and my personal favorite, uh, carrot cake. Uh, and I know a lot of these like protein bars market themselves as you know delicious and nutritious, and actually they kind of taste like someone dipped a piece of sawdust into chocolate and just mashed it together but built bar legitimately tastes just like an actual candy bar um and you know as a person who tries to eat healthy but really loves candy bars these are kind of perfect for me uh right now built bar is giving you a free cooler with every purchase while stocks last and if like me your apartment is constantly at like 80 degrees or above and you don't want to have to get up to go to the fridge every time you want a snack these coolers are perfect to kind of live on your desk and keep your built bars in uh, and with the offer code locked on, all one word, you can get 10 bucks off your first order. Uh, if you want to watch your weight or you just love treats, you know, run, don't walk to builtbar.com and find a new favorite flavor today. Uh, this week on the Locked On NHL podcast, get ready for the start of the regular season with Sarah Avampato and the Locked On NHL season preview series. Previews of all 31 NHL teams, division by division, and who to pick up and drop in your fantasy leagues, courtesy of Locked On Fantasy Hockey host Scott Cullen. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. Uh, like I said before, I believe the Blue Jackets will be appearing in the 
Wednesday episode where they cover the Central Division, so make sure you check that one out specifically. But also, Sarah's really great and knows her stuff, so you should probably check out the other episodes as well. So, let's start with our number one pick from this draft. Uh, Igor Chinakov uh, scored uh, in the opening round. Uh, I believe he has been out with a lower body injury. Um, I know that, they, that Russia played their quarterfinal game without him. He is a possibility to... Uh, to play today, uh, it looks like he's going to be playing Canada uh, in about oh six hours or so. Um, so I think that could be really that's going to be a fun game, uh, and I'm not sure what the outcome is going to be. But I know that many people have been kind of impressed with what they've seen of Chinakov, uh, and you know I hope that he keeps on beating expectations like that. Uh, the other. Uh, prospect for the Blue Jackets that's still in is uh, our Finnish prospect, Mikhail Pythia. Uh, I'm probably butchering that, I do apologise. He helped Finland beat Sweden, uh, and he will be playing America uh, also today. Well, tomorrow for me. Um, But yeah, again, I've heard good things. Um, it's, It's... Good to see Blue Jacket prospects having success. Um, unfortunately, Samuel Nazko, our Slovakian prospect, uh, they lost to America. Um, but considering the state of the like Slovakian junior system versus the USA junior system, I think it was a lot. That was a long shot game. Um, but yeah, it, it's good to see. We've got two prospects in the semifinals. We could potentially see them in the finals. Uh, that would involve, that would be a Russia Finland final. Uh, that would involve Canada and USA both using both losing, uh, which would be fun. Frankly, uh, I'm a big underdog supporter. Obviously, you know I was a Blue Jackets fan in 2014-15 when we were terrible, and 2015-16 when I believe we were slightly worse. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to be rooting for, for Finland in all of this, uh, and give, give them a chance. Although, you know, really none of these four teams are underdogs at this point. Um, Finland won the gold last year, I believe. Uh, Russia, obviously, powerhouse, Canada, America, the same. Uh, but it has been good to watch hockey again. Um, I have some issues on the fact that we're playing hockey at all, considering the, the state of kind of COVID, but I don't really want to talk about that in any detail uh, right now. I am just happy that I have been able to watch some boys skate around the ice and score goals. Um uh, I think that's it for today. Tomorrow, we are going to look at the Central Division. We're going to break it down, uh, look at each of our opponents, and kind of see where the Blue Jackets might fall. Uh, and we should also have a World Juniors update for you all. So I will see you tomorrow.